you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, alongside the Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano, and the Fantasy Viper, Graham Barfield. And uh, we actually just had a really fun World Series discussion here. Because, um, man, it's been fun. The World Series has actually been really fun this year. This is the first time ever that a home team has not won a game, right, and through, I, through six games. And now and that actually applies not just to baseball, but to all of yeah. the four major sports. That's unreal. <laughs> the Fox broadcast had it last night. It was a really cool. I didn't know that. I mean, so the NBA and NHL, this has never happened. Before. Yeah. It's pretty wild. That's amazing. It's been really good, man. It's been really, really good. Isn't that strange, though? Like, it's, I mean, sports has been going on for a long, long time. Yep. And, and this has never, never happened. happened. Uh, guys, Juan Soto. Juan Soto's a beast, so man. Good. He's so beast. good. So, oh, my God. He's so good. I'm rooting yeah. for the Nationals, man. Um, I just As want, a Yankees fan who's well, better. Yeah, you Yankee fans, I know, have some some pent-up uh, frustration yes, with the Astros. Yes, so I get that. Um I just I just wanted to be entertaining. The first six games have been entertaining. I want game seven. Hey man, I'm just glad I'm just glad the umps did not absolutely ruin well, the ball didn't end up lying, but they almost they, <laughs> they, they almost ended up ruining what was a great game. The best part of last night was literally my entire timeline yeah. was just ball don't lie. Like, yep. that's all it was after Anthony Rendon hits the home run uh, in the yeah. seventh inning. So uh, I know that a lot of y'all didn't come for baseball. Don't care. We like it. We're talking about it. But uh, we do have plenty of other stuff to talk about here uh, as we get going with this podcast on this Wednesday. Uh, we'll go with... I'm calling it second acts. I know it's not technically the second half of the fantasy regular season. We're already into it by a couple of weeks, but sort of the second half of the fan of the, the NFL regular season. And so uh, a handful of guys, whether they can keep it going, that were surprises in the first half and, and whether they can keep uh, being productive in the second half and some guys that you know, maybe left you wanting a little bit more in the first half and whether or not they can get things going in the second half. Uh, we'll do a little round of drop or not, although that list not quite as long this week because, man, it's it's getting hard to. Uh, to find places to clear room on your roster. Uh, also, we'll ask, answer some of your tweets as well. Uh, I think it's all that. I'm going to send out a little tweet right now so people can throw some uh, 
questions our way. All right. Uh, well, uh, before we do all of that, we'll go behind the glass as always and talk to our faithful producer, Senior Edward L. Murphy Esquire. Murph, what's up? Yeah, just to keep continuing, I know like we're talking about the World Series off air, and it was just, it was a really busy like day news day yesterday between like midseason the NFL with the trading deadline. You have mm-hmm. that going on, so that's always exciting. Uh, I know we're all Game of Thrones fans. A lot of news with that. The World Series. It's just like it is. Uh, it is a Halloween's to uh, what tomorrow, right? So, yeah. yeah. There's a lot, a lot Dude, going on. This one week. of the best times of the year. Yeah. For sure. I was refreshing my Twitter literally every five seconds hoping the Cowboys got Jamal Adams. And I was refreshing hoping that he would not be traded to, to, to the Giants, <laughs> Giants rival. Fan. Yeah, so why do I want to see Jamal Adams play for the Cowboys twice a year, if not more? Because you and I are no, pals. I, we I are mean, pals, but we're, we're friends. We, we I thought part, you would want to make me happy. We're friends. We're, we go hand in hand with the Yankees. I those know, Cowboys. I, uh, know. I, I know. Monday night, too. Yeah, that should Monday that should be night. That'll be interesting. But, yeah, uh, that's a good. Well, that's a good hey, listen, dude. We are the team that lost to the Jets, which is gonna annoy the hell out of me for the rest of my life. Okay, that we lost yeah. to that garbage team, but uh, so anything's possible, I guess. Maybe we're cursed in that stadium this year. That was uh, that was wild, man. Like it's, I still look back on that, and like how exactly? How did that the, Well, Amari Cooper got hurt in the middle. Of it that doesn't game. matter. We should be able to beat them without him on the road, Cooper, which is, bro. Which I is mean, exactly like, which is exactly what Jerry Jones said, which basically means that you guys just look, you know, looked past the Jets, is what it sounds like. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> you watch, burnt. you watch. So. I picked up the Jets in a bunch of leagues, their defense this week. They're going to lose that game. You watch. They're going to freaking lose to the Dolphins. Oh, I think the Dolphins are going to You watch. Wait, 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 wait. You wait. watch. So you're telling me Jason Garrett overlooked a game? What? He Shocking. was ill-prepared for a game? Shocking. Uh, hmm. yeah. I, I do think the Dolphins are going to beat the Jets. So do I. I think it's going to be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. And then the Bengals are going to be, uh, you know, the only team I mean, that's undefe- uh, uh, winless. And then you go into what? What is it? Week 16 where the Dolphins are playing the Bengals? Dolphins play the Bengals and that will 16. be for the number one overall pick the, in the draft. The Bengals will get the win there, and then they'll put the Dolphins back at the number one spot. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I mean, Miami's been close the last couple of weeks. They've had some good first halves. They just haven't been able to hold on in the second well, half. Yeah, their defense, like, literally is just air. I mean, pretty, like, much. pretty much anybody can run through their defense pretty right much. now. Well, Let's hope that because Le'Veon Bell is someone <laughs> I acquired in a trade. Uh, Actually, two trades last week, and it didn't start off so well for me. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right, so we got plenty to talk about. So uh, let's do some news. Well, we will start in Pittsburgh. James Conner left the game on Monday night in a sling after running through, said Miami Dolphins. He's got an AC joint injury. Uh, it's got him limited in practice early in the week. Now, Fabs, you said you saw that he is said he's taking it what, taking it day by day. Right. right so now. he does a show on the fan uh, 93.7 in Pittsburgh. And Here's a couple of quotes from that. With these injuries, they're going to linger for a while. That's to be expected. It's kind of just something I have to play through. If I can do my range of motion with a little bit of strength back, you know I'm going to tough it out and be available for the team. He also stated that he's not panicking. Um, So obviously waivers has already run. Hopefully you were able to get Jalen Samuels as insurance because we don't know if Connor is going to be available for this week's game against the Colts. And if he's not and Samuels is active, which we would expect him to be, he ends up being uh, at worst an RB two. Yeah, no, I mean I think that's the big thing is that that he's got a you know a huge possible workload ahead of him if James Conner's not there. Yeah, and look and Graham, we saw earlier in the year. I mean that the Steelers figured out a way to use him and make him productive. So that's a, that's a nice pickup if you're able to get him. They yeah they did. And Jalen Samuels, I mean for what it's worth, like he. <laughs> He just tore his meniscus a couple weeks ago, and the Steelers were not expecting him yeah. to come back at least for a month. So right. he's he's already bucked. Yeah. He's already bucked that trend. And James Conner, man, can we get him through a game healthy <laughs> this year? I know. I mean, he's dealt with quad, knee, ankle injuries. Now this shoulder thing. Yeah. And, and guys, let me just give you a little a bit warrior. of advice, okay? And I do this in all of my leagues, and um, it's something that you should be doing too. So last week on Monday. Before the game, I picked up Jalen Samuels in the league that I have James Conner where he was available. And I didn't know Conner was going to get hurt. Be smart with your roster, especially at this time of the year. Say, for example, you have two defenses or two kickers. I don't know why the hell you would have two. Or maybe you have a player on your roster that you're really not going to use. Pick up somebody's handcuff. Pick up Alexander Madison, okay? Go out and get a guy who is one injury away from being a fantasy superstar, because you never know when that's going to end up really paying dividends for you. And if you were able to pick up Jalen last week, look at what you might have fallen into. So never have that dead spot on your roster. Never have a player, a defense, a kicker, whatever it might be, that you're not going to use. 
on that roster. Go out and pick up handcuffs. Do it. Pick up Tony Pollard. I mean, it, it might not work out, but if it does, you're looking like a genius. Yeah, that's definitely, I mean, uh, I think, you know, when we're when we're talking about handcuffs, you always want to have the other guys handcuffed. Like, I hate, for the most part, I hate handcuffing my running backs because it usually does kind of cap your roster upside. But, yeah, for sure. There you go. Uh, in Cincinnati, happy birthday, Andy Dalton. You got benched. Uh, the Bengals decide they're going to go with Ryan Finley for the short term, at least. Uh, I would assume that for the rest of the season. That was on his birthday, too, On his right, birthday, uh, which, you know, like I, I think we all looked at it as, man, that sucks. You got benched on your birthday. But someone actually made the point that, you know what? Could you imagine, like, walking into your job on your birthday when things aren't going particularly well and your boss is like, you know what? Just take the rest of the year off. It's fine. Like, that's basically what happened, That's Andy actually Dalton. a good point. I right? Mean, is that, isn't that that a birthday gift? Right. This is sort of reverse? like, a, hey, you know what? We're still going to pay you, man. Just uh, yeah. take the rest of the year off. Oh, you know you're what? not getting paychecks. Those paychecks keep coming in. They, they exactly. can't say, man. You know, that, that, that direct deposit still hits every couple of weeks, right? And Andy Dalton got a nice little, like, so, nice little paycheck. So, you know, maybe, maybe we're looking at this all wrong <laughs> with Andy Dalton. But... What it does mean is that he will not be playing. It's going to be Ryan Finley, the fourth-round rookie, who will be the starter for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, that's the bad news. The good news is A.J. Green could be back really soon. Um, I mean, Graham, I, I'm still trying to kind of make heads or tails of, of what this means. I mean, I, I tend to think it's it's on the less good side, though. Yeah, I mean, this this was always kind of in the range of outcomes, right? Is like the Bengals struggle really mightily, and, and they have to – uh, maybe just see what they have with Ryan Finley. I mean, this team is is going to be drafting a quarterback very early next year. I think that much is clear. And I think it's a really smart move on their part to at least see what they have in Ryan Finley because Andy Dalton is 32 now. We know what he is at this point in his career. And if A.J. Green does come back, it'd be nice to have an all-pro receiver on the field with Ryan Finley um, to see what he can do. I, I mean, in the preseason, I thought Finley could play a little bit. Um, I, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do. It'll be interesting to see what what their uh, what their head coach Zach Taylor does in terms of their scheme but you know this offensive line man has been their bugaboo all year and and with a rookie quarterback back there it's it's not it's not exactly a situation we want to be uh, exposed to in fantasy yeah I would say this though and you know in the past when a rookie or an inexperienced quarterback has come in we've always kind of been like oh man this is bad but we've seen some young inexperienced quarterbacks come into the league uh, especially this year like Gardner Minshew comes right to mind and they've come in and done well and, you know, it's not that, you know, we don't know a whole heck of, heck of a lot about this quarterback. He was a fourth round pick out of North Carolina State. Um, a lot of potential. Uh, I, I know Daniel Jeremiah had had tweeted out that he reminds him of Jared Goff. I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> well, is Sean, Mc, is Sean McVay going to go to Cincinnati? Yeah. Which, which, well, which I mean, Zach Taylor got, Zach Taylor. got yeah. the connection. Uh, who knows? But anyways. It's not like I'm rushing to pick him up off the waiver wire, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that this is a statistical death sentence for everyone in that offense just yet, but we'll see. Yeah. I tend to be skeptical on this one just because Ryan Finley, I mean, it's not so much the fourth round pick, it's it, you know look with Gardner Minshew, and maybe it's because I watch a lot of Pac Pac twelve football, like I saw Gardner Minshew sort of develop and become a guy who was slinging the rock in that that air raid offense that that uh, Mike Leach is running up there in Pullman. Uh I don't know. I just I don't know that I look around and think, man, NC State, they got a great passing game. Let's uh, let's jump on that right yep. now. So, we'll see. We will see. Speaking of passing games, Joe Flacco looks like he's going to be out a while. Uh, could be as much as five or six weeks as he deals with a neck injury. So Stop Brandon Allen is going to step in, at least in the short term, and be the quarterback for the Broncos. Now, you know, that doesn't mean that Drew Locke can't eventually take over somewhere down the road. Um, the question is, do you really want that? Yeah, it sounds like that's not something people are excited about. And, and I know, Fabs, you were sort of down on Cortland Sutton just because uh, one of mostly of the schedule and the, the prospect of Drew Locke jumping in there. I don't imagine this makes you any more optimistic. No, I mean, I had him in one league. I traded him for Philip Lindsay and I love it because and again, you know, I'm not going to going to sit here and, and poo poo Brandon Allen. You know, guys have been coming in and making impacts, but. <laughs> this offense is going to run the ball a lot uh, without Emmanuel Sanders. You know, defenses are going to be keen on stopping Cortland Sutton. And, you know, it's just it's sort of like the specter of the unknown with this kid. We don't know what he's going to come in and do. You, maybe he is going to come in and he's just going to funnel vision targets towards Cortland Sutton. That's very possible. But I can tell you something right now, as anyone who is out there and has Cortland Sutton, as bad as Joe Flacco is, you'd much rather have him throwing footballs to the wide receivers, specifically Cortland Sutton, than Brandon Allen or Drew Locke, for sure. 
Does this mean anything good, bad, otherwise for the running backs uh, there, Graham? Yeah, I mean, they were already running their offense through their running backs pretty much with, with Freeman and Lindsey splitting carries, and then they dump off the ball between the two. I won't pretend to know anything about Brandon Allen. I'm excited <laughs> to see what he can do for this offense, though, right? Yeah. I mean, because Flacco is kind of the same thing as Andy Dalton. We just... We, we've known what Andy Dalton and, and Joe Flacco have been for years now. For a while. It's uh, always fun to watch new quarterbacks come in and see what they can do. Well, I mean, it, they. I mean, everybody offers a different skill set, and it's just like with, with Flacco, he's just so just – He's just dust back there. He yeah. can't move in the pocket. He's he, 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 he just he, he can't throw the ball downfield consistently anymore. It's just he doesn't offer you anything. So I'm actually excited maybe to see if Brandon Allen gives them some pop. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we will certainly find out. But at the same time, uh, I don't know, pick up the Browns defense anyway. Yes. And, uh, and, and you know what? You can sure. actually stream the Broncos, too, because Baker yes, Mayfield's, you know, Mr. Turnover Machine. Yes, so. you can. I have uh, gone through and picked them up in a couple yes, of sir. weeks for yes, this sir. week. Um, news out of Washington, Darius Geis is on track to reportedly suit up in week 11, uh, just had another injury at the start of the season and was on injured reserve, but is working his way back. Um, like, I just want to see Darius play. I want to see him get on the field and have an opportunity to play. We have been robbed of that. He has been robbed of that opportunity. But I mean, Fabs, is it? Would you would you take a chance on him? Would you you know kind of stash him somewhere? Yeah. In, in, in expectation, I would because same sort of situation. Like if you've got a spot on your roster that you're not using this dude, you know, you have a second kicker, second whatever the case may be. Why not? I mean, why not go out and do, I've picked him up in a few leagues and, and I've been in contact with him. He's feeling good. And why wouldn't the Redskins, who are, I mean, miles away from ever being a postseason team, why wouldn't they see what they have in him? You know, maybe Adrian Peterson has looked okay at times, maybe against the Vikings. That was his kind of last gasp at putting up a nice stat line. Why wouldn't the Redskins utilize Darius if he's healthy and available? And I I certainly what are you going to get off the waiver wire right now? Running back. I mean, true. Ty yeah. Johnson blew up in all of our faces last week. <laughs> People were picking up Trey Carson this week. So, you know, unless you got Jalen Samuels or if you got a Mark Walton, for example, there's not much out there. Pick him up and see what happens, man. Yeah, I, I think we what we've seen with this these Redskins team now that Bill Callahan is the is the head coach is they want to run the ball. And if Geis is healthy, and that's always the big if coming off the meniscus tear, uh, if, if Geis is healthy and out there, I fully expect him to get at least like 15 to 20 carries every game. But mm-hmm. it just comes down to, you know, it's the Redskins. Yeah, yeah no, I get it. <laughs> it's I mean, the Redskins, man. It's the same thing that we say with Mark Walton. It's the Dolphins. Right. But guess what? They're playing the Jets this week, and right. a lot of people are going to be flexing Mark Walton. They'll look at the schedule here for Darius. Now, they have a buy-in week 10, and then potentially he comes back against the Jets, believe it or not. Then Detroit, Carolina, Green Bay, that's a good matchup. Philadelphia, not so much. Giants in week 16. So the schedule's not that bad, Graham, right? Yeah, he's just got to stay healthy, man. That's the one thing. Just stay healthy, man. The Redskins have probably been dying to keep him healthy. It's just... He's just not gotten lucky yet. Yeah. Hopefully that, hopefully he can get lucky. Hopefully he can stay on the field because that would be it'd, it'd just be fun to actually get to see him have a chance to play because we haven't been able to do that yet. Uh, last bit of news here. Chase Edmonds likely to miss a few weeks. He left last week's game with a hamstring injury. We all know that they traded, uh, Jay being the Cardinals, traded for Kenyon Drake. And he will be on the field for Thursday night's game against the San Francisco 49ers. But good luck with that. Uh, I mean, Graham, like with with Drake there, David Johnson at some point is coming back. This is getting really, really crowded, and it, it's hard, I think, to make a case to to keep Edmonds sitting on your roster right now. Yeah, I agree. I, I've been uh, looking at some of my teams and, and seeing where I can drop Edmonds. I had him on a few teams uh, and had him with DJ and a few teams too. Uh, yeah, so I'm expecting Kingsbury to give like Drake maybe 10 to 15 touches here on Thursday night, but other than that, like. Man, it, it is this Cardinals backfield has really quickly just absolutely fallen yeah. apart. Yeah, and, and it's funny too because how quickly values can change. Edmonds was the hottest running back in the league for about five seconds, and now <laughs> people are going to drop him uh, because of the injury. Now, again, keep this in mind. I've said this on the television show. The Niners have two games against the Cardinals in the next three weeks, so you can't start Kenyon Drake expecting to have him produce anything significant he's basically a volume only starter in that game and then he's got tampa bay and tampa bay's defense has got one of the better run they're oh, yeah. very, they're very good, good run, run defense yeah one of the three then, then the cardinals have a bye so basically drake's got three dreadful matchups a bye and then at that point if david johnson's not back 
I'm going to be crying in my beard because I'm waiting for him, and I would think four weeks is going to be enough to come back from whatever it is that he's dealing with. Yeah, and Edmonds, for what it's worth, is dealing with a hamstring injury, and as we know with, with skilled position players, those can tend to linger, and with their Cardinals by coming up, I think it's pretty safe. You can drop Edmonds in 10-team leagues. Man, you're talking about like just a couple of, of running back, free agent pickups that sort of blew up on us, right? Because people picked up Chase Edmonds and probably didn't start him that one week. You know, maybe this, maybe we'll talk about this at the end of the year, but based on how this year is going, the waiver wire outside of week one has just been pretty much terrible. It's been pretty thin. Yeah, it's been really bad all year long. Yeah, I mean, so between Chase Edmonds and Ty Johnson, those are a couple of running back pickups that did not go at all the way we would have thought. And uh, yeah, it's got to be frustrating if you if you were our Injuries fan at suck. position. Injuries absolutely suck. So there you go. That's pretty much everything you need to know. That was the news. Well, looking at what is the second half of the NFL regular season, I mean, we're we're into it in the fantasy regular season. Uh, time to look at some guys, I think, that were surprises in the first part of the year and whether or not they have what it takes to kind of keep that production going in the second half of the season. So I went and picked one from each of the uh, the four main positions here and, and so we can uh, kind of, you know, talk it out here. So the first one, Gardner Minshew, who came in when Nick Foles was injured early in week one, has stepped in, has become uh, a sensation, not just on the field, but obviously his uh, his keen fashion sense as well. With, <laughs> you know, headbands and mustaches and jorts. Um, I mean, so it, it yeah, he's been really good so far. Nothing suggests he's going to slow it down. I mean, Fabs, do you believe that the magic mustache will keep this thing rolling? I'm digging him this week. Uh, I actually picked him up in a league and dropped Jared Goff. I have uh, uh, Kyler Murray on the bench there, so I'm not playing Kyler this week. But I don't know if he's going to keep the job when Nick Foles is back, but all we can look at is right now. And right now, you've got a matchup that looks pretty darn good against the Houston Texans. They're giving up nearly 300 passing yards per game. They've given up 19 total touchdowns to quarterbacks this season. Uh, We've seen them give up some very big performances. So Gardner Minshew, I mean, if he's not a top 10 quarterback this week, he's very, very close. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing. And I know the debate is going on in Jacksonville, Graham, whether or not he holds on to this job. Um, I mean, if you're the Jaguars, why would you want to keep this thing? Why would you want to disrupt this thing that's been so good right now? You know, this is a this is a really tough philosophical question, right? Is like Gardner Minshew for the next four years is on this insanely cheap rookie quarterback deal. The Jags have obviously tried to uh, mend their quarterback situation by by throwing money at Blake Bortles. That was ill advised. And then uh, they obviously gave Nick Foles a bunch of money. But I'm I don't really think you can go back to Foles, right? I mean, you, you've you got this quarterback, right, that, that has essentially come out of nowhere and really, I mean, given this offensive life and and all of these great weapons around him, have, I mean, it's they've created a great ecosystem uh, in, in Jacksonville there. I, Nick Foles will be back after the bye. I'm assuming they have, the Jags have their bye in week 10, and it'll be really interesting to see, um, you know, what what Doug Marone and this the staff decides to do because Minshew, it's not, this is obviously not something you can put back in the bottle. It's, They've sunk a lot of money, though, into Nick Foles. I mean, sometimes money talks, so well, we'll see. Yeah, except that, so, I, and it's not a one-to-one comparison, but, I mean, Russell Wilson and Matt Flynn, right? Yeah. The Seahawks went and, and spent a whole lot of money on Matt Flynn, and Russell Wilson just turned out to be better uh, I'm not saying that Gardner Minshew is going to have a of Russell Wilson not. career, but I mean, it's, a, it's at least an example. That's the example I've thought about, too, is like, is Nick, we obviously know Nick Foles can play. And Matt Flynn was up for debate and the Seahawks. Obviously, you know, they got super lucky uh, drafting Russell Wilson. But yeah, I mean, I, I just, you know, with, with when rookie quarterbacks come out and play as, as well as Minshew has played and how he's looked so fearless for you know eight weeks now. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know how you can go back to Foles, but uh, the Jags definitely have a good problem now. At least they have two viable <laughs> right. starters right. as opposed to zero. There are there's teams that, that are looking for one, yeah. and the Jaguars yeah. have two. Right? And, and honestly, too, I mean, you have to look at sort of you know where the Jaguars are. They're a four and four team, and they've got a tough matchup this week. And if this is a team that's not in playoff contention, I would still consider Foles to end up being the favorite to get that job back because I still feel like the Jaguars made a big investment in him and. They want to see what they have. Yeah. They really um, do. I mean, maybe you showcase him and you, you, you try that's, to That's also I, – I, <laughs> well, I mean, Nick Foles, like think about his career, right? So he starts off right, in Philadelphia. He has that one year where he has like, what, 27 touchdowns and two picks. He was awesome, like unbelievably efficient. And then the next year wasn't so good. Then he ended up, what, like in St. Louis? 
and didn't do anything there. I think that then he was where, like in Kansas City for a second. Yeah. Um, and then he goes back to Philadelphia, wins a freaking Super Bowl, loses the job to Carson Wentz the following year, and then he goes and gets a big money deal with the Jaguars to be their starter, gets hurt in week one, and now Gardner Minshew is threatening him. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it has been uh, it has been quite a soap opera tale there for Nick Foles in the NFL. Yeah, tell him tell me about it. I mean, that twenty seven and two season though was like that was legendary. That was ridiculous. Yeah. That was that was yeah, legendary. I mean, ridiculous. That was that was Chip Kelly uh play calling God mode. That was oh, man, that Chip was Kelly. that was amazing. You remember the days. Uh, uh, okay, so Graham Austin Eckler was amazing for the first half of the season, uh, and even with Melvin Gordon coming back, he still has found ways to be productive. Now there's a change in offensive coordinators, so that sort of throws everything up in the air again. But can we still kind of believe in Austin Eckler in the last part of the year? Uh, you know what's been really unfortunate is the last couple of weeks. You know his role as a rusher has basically just been dwindled down uh, over the past month since Melvin Gordon's been back. He's 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 carried the ball just 16 times. This Chargers team as a whole, guys, they cannot run the ball whatsoever at all. Uh, Rich Rebark had a great tweet earlier this week. Uh, they are the only team, basically in modern football history, to have four straight games where they're held under 40 yards rushing. It's amazing. I, I mm-hmm. just. That blows my mind. And, and, you know, this offensive line is not going to be getting any better anytime soon. They've been dealing with injuries all year long. So really the only thing we're hoping for with Eckler at this point is he stays involved as a receiver, which, you know, we can count on that reasonably every week. But with Melvin Gordon backs, you know, he's yep. he's been playing significantly in the passing game, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, as good as Eckler is and as awesome as he was to start this year, I think he's pretty clearly demoted back down to an RB2 role because, uh, he's going to be relying on touchdowns unless they go back to him as in some sort of featured type situation. I'd play him this week, though, against Green Bay. They're giving up oh, yeah. right around six catches a game, the running back. Oh, yeah, his so schedule. I'd still play Their him. next three games, man, are super. I mean, they're great matchups. Packers, yep. Packers, Raiders, Chiefs. I mean, they're three good spots for yep. for these running backs. Mm-hmm. I would think that the, the thing that might help Eckler's value in his production is the fact that they're really struggling to find a second wide receiver oh. consistently. Like, Mike Williams has not been as consistent as I think a lot of people would like. I mean, we know Keenan Allen's going to do his thing. You know, Hunter Henry is, is going to have his role. But I think they're, they're looking for another pass catcher. And I think Eckler, who they will line up out wide or in the slot on occasion, can sort of fill, sort of like the way we see Aaron Jones doing in Green Bay, yeah. I think the, the Chargers can sort of use Austin Eckler that way uh, there for their. Well, I really hope Man. we get Devonte Adams back. Speaking of the Packers, Spe- uh, speaking man. of Mike Williams, real quick, after scoring ten touchdowns last year, yeah. He's got zero. Zero. He, I mean, after this second half, man, if, if uh, Mike Williams is a pretty good uh, positive touchdown regress, regression candidate here. Yeah, you would think so. Uh, Terry McLaurin has been fantastic. I mean, we talked about the you – know, there were a handful of receivers we talked about coming out of the draft. McLaurin didn't get quite as much attention. He has turned out so far to be the best of that uh, rookie wide receiver group. Um the good news is that he's played fantastic in the first half, Fabs. The bad news is that he may be dealing with Dwayne Haskins, who is reportedly just not ready and needs a whole lot more development. Not, yeah, um, I mean, I, look, I, I guess I don't need to read reports. I have seen him play the couple times he's been on the field. and that's not of, good. It man. sort of shows that, that he is not quite ready. Um, I mean, does that, does that worry you about McLaurin? Is, is, is he a guy that we may need to fade in the second half? Well, I, let, let's see what Case Keenum's status is. He's in concussion protocol. I wouldn't play McLaurin regardless this week against Radavius White and the Buffalo Bills. I'm just not doing it. Uh, and I'm definitely not doing it if Haskins is the quarterback. But if you look at the schedule, McLaurin has a really favorable schedule, uh, at least among wide receivers over oh the next. Oh, my God. It's amazing. So <laughs> if we get Case Keenum under center, and, and I would think Callahan's going to want to win some games, and he's not going to put Haskins out there. I mean, he looked awful bro I mean he looked he's he's not ready so if Keenum and if we knew Keenum was going to be the guy the rest of the season then trade for Terry McLaurin after he does nothing against Buffalo because you can sort of buy low on him a little bit because that schedule is really good but if at any point in this season Dwayne Haskins is the quarterback for an extended period of time all bets are off with T with TM yeah I don't think the Redskins can at any point this year in good faith go to Haskins uh you know Kingdom's obviously in concussion protocol. We'll see what his status is this week. But you mentioned the schedule, man. Like, they come out of their bye in week 10, and they get the Jets, Lions, Panthers, Packers, and then fantasy playoffs at home versus Eagles, at home versus Giants. Yep. That is uh, exactly Tasty. what you want to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just They just got to get that quarterback situation settled. The other part of it is, here's the thing. Even with Bill Callahan taking over and really wanting to run the football, it's been nice to see that McLaurin hasn't really – 
had a drop off in in his opportunities and his targets. He's kind of the one guy that they can throw to consistently. He's the only yep. guy they can throw to consistently. Only guy. That's yeah. right. Um, all right, so last one for can they keep it going. Uh, Austin Hooper, who, as we sit here and talk, he is the tight end one. <laughs> Never would have guessed that in a million. I mean, I thought mm. maybe there's a chance that he could be a decent sleeper tight end. I uh, never would have pegged him to be the tight end one. So what we're telling you here is that we know nothing. You've got Hooper, <laughs> Hooper's one and Waller's two, right? Uh, is he two or three? But yeah, he's in the top. Well, I mean, and if you're talking about points per game, too, and Waller, I'm not exactly sure, but he may be number one. Those two guys didn't get drafted into the late rounds if they got picked at all. I mean, Hooper got picked in most leagues. Waller, uh, not, maybe not so much. <laughs> so anybody who drafted Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, raising my hand right now because he's killing me. Um yeah. yeah, Waller is that Waller is three by point one points. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. So they've both been so sick. for all intents and purposes, he is tied with Travis Kelsey uh, yeah. at number two right now. But uh, I mean, Graham, like even when Matt Schaub came in, I mean they've they've been throwing the ball in the direction of Austin Hooper. I feel like this is one that's probably not going away soon. No, it's not. And the Falcons, you know, all their trailing and their defense just at, just absolutely sucking uh, has really helped. Basically, this entire pe- the pass volume in this entire offense is, you know, I think Austin Hooper has probably been the biggest beneficiary of all of the, the Falcons issues. Uh, you know, when you have to throw the ball 45 times per game, uh, guys are going to get fed and they have a bunch of talented guys. And, and Hooper has really taken a big step this year. Uh, he's been fantastic. And I, I think this is something we can count on moving forward. You know, looking at uh, last year, Hooper had some he always showed a little bit of potential to maybe be like a PPR stud where he can mm-hmm. catch five balls every game. But this year, the volume has just been absolutely massive in this offense. And, you know, their their schedule to, to start this year was really, really conducive to some big games. Uh, and down the stretch, I mean, they get out of their bye uh, in week nine here. Then they get the Saints, Panthers, Bucks, Saints again, uh, fantasy playoffs. They'll have the 49ers and uh, the Jags. But, yeah, I mean, this this is the volume has been there. And, yeah, and with Matt Ryan under center, getting back, getting Matt Ryan back under center will will, uh, will help it even more. Which uh, hopefully will happen uh, after the bye. They're hoping that uh, Matt Ryan will be ready to go uh, and starting again for the Falcons. All right. Um, so on the flip side, guys, it's, uh, can they get it going for the second half? And the first one, it's a name that I actually in a couple of leagues have picked up off waiver wires where he has been. Uh, Cam Newton, who the last time we saw him, I mean, just was was injured. The offensive line was still trying to figure itself out. I mean, it just wasn't a good situation. Kyle Allen has come in and started this weird debate on whether or not he is actually better than Cam Newton, which makes me scratch my head. But, I mean, look, Fabs, I, like, if you could pick up and stash Cam Newton, that seems like a pretty good deal at this point in the season. I would, too, because they also have the sixth easiest remaining schedule for quarterbacks. Right. So, and I get it. You know, he was bad. He, he was bad at the end of last year. He was bad at the beginning of this year. Uh, Kyle Allen got exposed a bit last week. I mean, the Niners made him look like a guy who, you know, hadn't started many games in the NFL, which is precisely what he is. Right. He's going to get the start this week. But, no, I would agree. Because in most competitive leagues, if Cam Newton's available, I mean, he's going to be the best option out there. You know, Gardner Minshew's probably gone. Even Sam Donald's a streamer this week. You know, there's not a lot at the quarterback position unless you want to pick up Mitchell Trubisky. Good luck with that. So, no, Cam is certainly a guy. I've done it, too. I've picked him up. I'm stashing him away, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's so, I mean, you're talking about a guy who at his best, right? I mean, during his peak, this was a top three quarterback, fantasy quarterback, right? And so he didn't even have to be that down the stretch. If he can just give you some regular, some QB1 weeks from here on out, um, if you can hold on to him and stash him for another week or two, then, you know, because he's not going to play this week, right? I believe no. I think they've already said Kyle Allen. Yeah, Kyle Allen's going to be their starter. He's going to be the starter this week. So you may have to hang on for another week or so. But, man, beyond that, if you can get him back, uh, it's going to be great. Um, plug yours, Fabs, because I know you don't want it, because I know Todd Gurley has frustrated you. Uh, <laughs> So I'll ask Graham. <laughs> Todd Gurley, I mean, I, I am holding on to this fantasy that they're just sort of saving him for a stretch run. They're saving him now that we're getting into November and December, uh, especially because the Rams have to make up ground right now, right? I mean, you've got the Niners undefeated. You've got the Seahawks playing very well, kind of right on their heels. If you're the Rams, um, you know, the, the chance of winning the division has gotten very small. And now you're playing just to try to get in as a wild card. So I'm holding on to this belief that this is when – Sean McVay takes the wraps off Todd Gurley and makes him back into the workhorse that we're used to seeing. I, I, I mean, I think you're going to be holding on to that thing. <laughs> like the, the, these, these Rams have done some weird stuff with, with Gurley's usage. I mean, so, you know, going back a month from, from today, uh, Gurley played like 
over 90% of the snaps in that short week against the Seahawks. And then he obviously missed week six with the quad. These past two weeks, he's been down at his two lowest snap rates over the last three years. And again, you know, maybe that's him just dealing with some of the residual effects of that quad injury. And the buy here is in week nine. Um, but man, I, I don't, I just don't see this turning around. I think they signaled all offseason that this was going to be some sort of committee. Gurley would be the lead of the committee. But the biggest thing that I've been surprised about is Gurley is just basically not involved in this passing game. And and that's what's really killed his ceiling this year. Yeah, that's the biggest shock. I mean, you figure even if he's not getting the same level of carries that they would still throw him the football. Um, and it's that hasn't there. happened. Yeah, it's not been there, man. And I don't. That's the one that I can't. I can't quite explain away. There have been a few games where like the targets went up, and you're like, okay, I feel a little bit better. It was one game. He and had then, eleven targets, against and then the it just sunk back down again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yep. that's that's one that I haven't quite figured out why or how that that's happened. Uh, Fabs, we got the expected get right game for Juju mm-hmm. uh, Smith Schuster on Monday against the Dolphins. Does this mean that he and Mason Rudolph are cool now, and we can go back to starting him without any? concern or was that just like a I mean I don't know about that a matchup it was the Dolphins I mean after all uh, a little bit tougher matchup this week against the Indianapolis Colts and that underrated defense but where you probably drafted Juju uh, you probably have to play him every week but this is not the same Juju Smith-Schuster that we had drafted right because we expected Ben Roethlisberger to be the quarterback Mm -hmm. we expected you know this this team to not have gone to their second-string quarterback, to their third-string quarterback, now back to their second-string quarterback. And let's be honest, guys. Mason Rudolph, he didn't look that great. Even against the Dolphins. He has not looked He was throwing some ugly passes, dude. I mean, and a few of the passes that he completed, he was just chucking it up there and hoping. And his receivers, Deontay Johnson in particular, and Juju, too, made some sick catches Mm -hmm. to make plays for Mason Rudolph. So just keep that in mind. So... Uh, Juju's going to have stinkers. He's not going to be the most reliable wide receiver. He's going to have his stinkers. In fact, if you can package him in a deal right now after his big game, I would consider that. Uh, Looking at the strength of schedule, uh, tied for 16th, I guess that's just dead nuts in the middle uh, uh, in terms of strength of schedule. So, I wouldn't be adverse to trading him if I got a good offer. Yeah, Mason Rudolph has been a little bit of a disappointment because he chucked the ball deep downfield in college, mm-hmm. and he's looked, to my eyes and to, I think, a lot of people's eyes, he's looked scared at times and kind of yes. just not trusting yes. what he's seeing. And that's unfortunate because he's got a great receiver in Juju, and I think Deontay Johnson is I think Deontay Johnson's going to be really good. Side I, note, I think he's going to be really good. Side note, James Washington has been fairly absent. Yep, this it's year. it's over, man. It's uh, over. I, I was I was way wrong about James. I think a lot of us were. I yeah. like James Washington too, especially when you know when Roethlisberger went down, and you're thinking, okay, well, I think that's what it, ultimately it's a downgrade, but you're thinking they have a rapport. Right. I think that's what ultimately killed him because Big Ben will obviously throw deep, and Ru- Rudolph is not only not throwing deep; he's when he does, it's just not looked great. No, yeah. he was he's been late. He's been behind guys. It just it has been a struggle for him throwing deep. But the James Washington just really hasn't been around. He's like dropped some passes on Monday. Just just did not look yeah. good. Has not looked good uh, all year long. Uh, last one. <sighs> I, I don't want to talk about him. You take him, Graham. Zach Ertz, <laughs> man. I don't want to talk about him. Um, so the last two weeks. Zach Ertz has nine targets, four catches, 58 yards. Did you no say touchdowns. dying targets? I mean. <laughs> I thought you said dying targets. I mean, I'm like, possible. Yeah, yeah possible. true. Uh, but, yeah, his nine. So, I think he's gone four weeks, I believe it is, with fewer than eight fantasy points. While in the same stretch, Dallas Goddard has had nine or more in four straight games. We were talking about Zach Ertz maybe being a top three tight end. He's probably not the best tight end on his own team, at least uh, fantasy-wise right now. Man, you, you know what? He's not, and, and that's the thing. is like Goddard offers so much more flexibility for this Eagles team, right? Because Zach Ertz can't block. I mean, he basically is split out as a receiver on over half of his routes, and they, they can play Goddard on the line of scrimmage. Now, granted, not having Deshaun Jackson over basically this entire season has really helped Goddard's usage. So they, the Eagles have basically shifted to more of a two-tight end approach. We'll see if Deshaun Jackson plays this week but Goddard you're right man the last over the last month I, I tweeted this out earlier this week is like Zach Hertz has 13 receptions 169 yards on in a score on 26 targets Goddard's basically got the same line 13 for 150 uh for 150 and two on 20 targets and and look I I don't even if DJX comes back I don't see Zach Hertz even coming close to the volume that he had last year and that was the thing is like Zach Hertz had this phenomenal fantasy season because he broke the tight end record in targets, basically. <laughs> right. Uh, that was not going to happen this year, even with Deshaun, Desha- Deshaun Jackson injury. So, 
Yeah, man. It, it's been a, it's been a really tough slog for anyone who who drafted Ertz in that. Third I wonder round. if we're going to go back to and Marcus, you remember this? You might remember this too. But for for a couple of years, Zach Ertz was worthless until Thanksgiving. So about Thanksgiving, and then he went nuts. Right. So hopefully that happens. Again. I remember those trends too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah when remember that? It was usually like mid to late November when he would start to like pick things up, uh, and then everybody would draft him, and and then you know you would struggle with him for September and October, and then you drop him, and then somebody else would reap the rewards. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's what it is with with uh, Zach Ertz there. Um, drop or not, guys that uh, may be hanging around on your roster that uh, probably don't need to be on your roster anymore. We talked about Chase Edmonds. Um, at this point, it, it just it's hard to make a case to hold on to him with the Cardinals going and getting Kenyon Drake with David Johnson, hopefully coming back sometime soon, and Edmonds expected to miss a few weeks. Uh, I think he's one you can go and put back in the waiver wire. Um, speaking of the Steelers, Vance McDonald was a guy that a lot of us sort of had some sleeper aspirations for. Uh, it, it hasn't happened this season. I mean, we talked about James Washington being a disappointment. He James Washington has more receiving yards than Vance McDonald. What? This year, yes. Wow. 161 to 146 for VMAC. He has Jeez. two touchdowns, which is, you know, kind of helped him a little bit. But, yeah, 17, <laughs> that is wild. 17 catches for a buck 46 for Vance McDonald. Um, I mean, it's. He think he's still owned in like you know fifty some odd percent of NFL.com leagues, but it's over, right? Yeah, it's way over, man. <laughs> You've been relying on Vance or trying to trying to get Vance going when you only catch three balls for nineteen yards against the Dolphins. Uh, it's probably not good. Well, and Nick Vanette probably not was good. Getting, Nick Vanette was getting yep. targets too, so now you've got another tight end sort of in the mix there, uh, taking some of those opportunities. So. Yeah, yeah, outside of that one game where he went seven thirty-eight and two uh, with Rudolph, I think Rudolph that was the game Rudolph came into. Outside of that, he's basically not been involved in this offense. No, no, and and he was a guy that we thought, okay, well maybe this is the year that that Vance McDonald takes a big step forward, um, and that that hasn't happened. Peyton Barber is still uh, on rosters in about fifty some odd percent of NFL.com leagues as well. And look, the the Buccaneers' offense. Not great, uh, especially the run game. Not great. And you look at Barber's numbers so far this season. Um, he had a nice game in week two. He went for 82 and a touchdown. Since then, his rushing totals, 48, 19, 32, 28, 20. Um, you. <laughs> gross, right? <laughs> so now as I look yeah. at this, his, his, his ownership percentage has dipped to 49.8, which means I'm guessing some folks over the, overnight yeah. probably uh, probably let him go. Gave him the boot. Uh, I would think that at, at this point, a whole lot more people can probably just you know release him back to the wild now. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at the last two weeks uh, with this team, uh, I mean, Peyton Barber, 29 of 83 snaps. Ronald Jones, 22 of 83 snaps. Uh, you know, the touches are 12 to 11. Like, I mean, this is this is just uh, this is a team that has basically gone completely complete backfield committee. And and of course, this was uh, in their last game. Uh, You're also you're also seeing a team that is leaning heavily on the pass. And we saw that with Mike Evans putting up big numbers. We've seen it with Chris Godwin putting up you know, ridiculous numbers. So, you know, maybe that this was all part of Bruce Arians' scheme and, and the reason why they didn't sign a running back or draft a running back. They didn't put any capital into that position because for all intents and purposes, it's become useless in this offense. Yeah. I mean, you got to think that maybe this is the year, this is the offseason that they go and they, they try to figure something out at the running back position. I mean, Possibly. Ronald, Ronald Jones has been better, but he's not great. Yeah. You know, when you have a backfield committee that's not only a three-man committee and then you mix in the team doesn't really try to get any of these guys going, there's no semblance of, like, consistency with their game plan every single week. It's just a brutal situation. Uh, one more guy I think we can safely drop in leagues is Duke Johnson, man. Like, he yeah. he has been – I've seen him dropped in, in a few leagues over the last couple of weeks. And, and unless Carlos Hyde gets hurt, I, I just don't see a path where he's – going to have like a consistent role like just any any basically any upside to get into your get into your fantasy lineups yeah you know it's funny because he sort of he sort of fills the same role on my fantasy roster that he does well in every nfl roster (laughs) on right where he's like he's just that in-between guy right like he's a good running back but they're better running backs he's a good receiver they're better receivers and so like you're sort of stuck like i can't really he's not giving you enough to actually put in your lineup uh, every single week. I mean, yeah, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at his production. I mean, you know, the, the ceiling is not high enough and the floor is not low enough. So you're just you're sort of stuck in purgatory. Mm-hmm. Right. With Duke Johnson. Speaking of st- stuck in purgatory. Oh, two more. 
Are you guys dropping Titan Titans receivers? I mean, I I uh, I that's that's a that's I a really rage tough dropped call too. Corey Davis in a few leagues this week. Rage have, drop because I have bye week issues and his schedule's not Sorry. great in the next couple of weeks. So I did cut him. Yes. Yeah, I I think that's. I didn't want to have to be in that position, so I kind of stayed away from yeah. Titans receivers for the most part. I think I still have AJ Brown in a couple of leagues. It's just these dudes are so talented. Like I've just I've loved Corey Davis and AJ Brown's talent this whole year, and just I think their quarterback situation has obviously held them back. Yep. Uh, but just looking at their schedule too, I mean, if there's a chance for these dudes to get real hot down the stretch with with the Jags and Raiders and Texans and three of their four games after their bye. Yep. Uh, it's just man, like. I just want to see some consistency. <laughs> That's all. I just want to see some consistency. That's all. That's all we've been asking for yeah. for years out of the Titans receivers. Doesn't matter who they are. They just they just haven't given it to us. Uh, before we go, uh, I know Fab's put out the call for some Twitter questions. Uh, do we have any? Oh, we have I'm a sure we have ton plenty. of uh, questions. So here, I'm going to start it off. You guys are going to you guys are going to do the uh, do the analyst thing here. Uh, first one is uh, from Matthias. What is AJ Green's value when he returns now that Finley has the reins in Cincinnati? Right now, I mean, I think he's look, I'm I'm I'm, I'm starting him because I've held on to him this long, right? So as soon as he's on the field, I'm starting him, but I think at best he's a wide receiver too right now. Yeah, volume-based receiver too until we see something from Finley. All right, this one's from Jason. Better desperation play. <laughs> Poor kid. Uh Ty Johnson or Peyton Barber? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if you would just listen to the previous five minutes of oh, the podcast, man. yep. Oh, uh, I would probably go Ty Johnson and hope he catches a few balls, and that's yeah, about that's probably what I would do too. But oh, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> Next one is from Sawyer. He needs uh, a wide receiver and a flex out of Cortland Sutton, Sammy Watkins, DJ Moore, and Adam Thielen. Sutton, Watkins, Moore, and Thielen. Yep. Two. So he needs two. Um, I think Thielen is Thielen is in because he's working his way back. Right, and I think Thielen hope he can play. So, so it's basically in. Sutton versus Watkins versus Moore. Yep. I think I'd still go Sutton. Panthers are in a tough spot this week. Panthers are in a tough spot, and I just think of those guys. Well, I'd say I'd say Sammy Watkins has the highest ceiling, but 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 Sutton is the you know highest ceiling with the safest floor. Yes, okay. Sammy Watkins has the highest ceiling, but literally, but no floor. Net, yeah, no floor. <laughs> this one's from uh, Angel. Mark Ingram, brutal matchup, or Kenyon Drake, brutal matchup. I'd Ingram. go. With, I'd go with Ingram, and uh, even if Mark Ingram averages like two point five yards per carry, he can still score twice. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I just don't. I don't see that happening. Yeah, I mean, Drake. plus just the 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 threat of of Lamar Jackson running will kind of open some things up for Ingram. I think. Yep. Uh, th- this is a good one here. Matthew Murray uh, needs two and a half point PPR. Juju, Gallup, Sutton, or Tyrell Williams. Juju, Gallup, Sutton, or Tyra Williams? Mm-hmm. Gallup for sure. Yeah. Gallup for sure, yes. Gallup for sure this week. I know who I'm thinking. Um, I might go Tyrell this week. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, they got the they have the Lions this week, so I might go Tyrell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, that's where we've gotten, huh? This is yeah. where we are. <laughs> I you know, I can't I can't honestly I really can't fight that. <laughs> I mean it's it's kind of they have a very similar expectation. The Lions really, man, like Losing Quandre Diggs, they basically just have Darius Slay back there. That's it. Yep. Uh, we'll do a couple more here. Father Pappas, I don't know if he's a priest, um, wants to know, or if he's, or he just has kids. Yeah, maybe <laughs> he's just a guy with kids. <laughs> I'm just Lamar kidding. Jackson, is he good enough to start against the Patriots, or should he roll with Gardner Minshew? Nah, go with Lamar, man. Go with Lamar. Yeah, he, Lamar could throw two picks in that game and not be great as a passer and still go nuts for fantasy. Okay, uh, we'll do two more. Mile high highlights. So I'm assuming this is a Broncos fan. Start two: Emmanuel Sanders, Terry McLaurin. Oh boy, DJ Moore or Christian Kirk. Oh, That's I'm, tough, man. I'm starting Sanders for sure, and I think maybe DJ Kirk. Moore. DJ Moore. I'd go Kirk over yeah. DJ Moore this okay. week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd probably go with, with Kirk just on volume alone. Marcus, I think you might have been right. Your initial read on Manny, like going back and watching some of that game, mm-hmm. the way they used him. Yeah, man. I, I, I like Manny going to San Francisco. Dude. I think they're going to try to get him the ball. I like that too. I traded for him in a dynasty league this week. And oh, I like that move. Yeah. I, I really a third, do. Third yeah. round rookie pick for Sanders. I was live on the air with Andrew Siciliano when it broke, and we basically did an instant analysis, and I was like, I like that's pretty good. Yeah, Shan- like Shan- that. Shanahan's gonna get him. He's gonna yeah. find some ways to get. They're gonna the ball. get him going. All right, last one. Uh, this is from Tweet Pete. How much do you trust Derek Carr this week? 
I trust him a lot. I do too. Oh my god. I would love him as a streamer this <laughs> yeah. week. I like, Absolutely. I, I love Derek Carr this week too. This, I do. this is an amazing I love that game actually. Lions Raiders like play everyone in that game. I mean, two of the next 3 weeks he's got the Lions and then uh, he's got the Bengals in like in a couple of weeks too. So he's got a couple of uh, uh, nice spots here. Yeah. I, I know people don't want to do it, but John Gruden deserves a lot of credit, man. He's coached well. He has coached extremely well. I, I'm so, I'm happy to say I've been so wrong about the Raiders all year long. I mean, their offensive line has been good. Josh Jacobs looks like a freaking star. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Derek Carr is having his best season ever by far. I mean, he's got a career high in completion rate. He's averaging well over uh, seven and a half yards per attempt. He's been very good. Yeah. yeah. No, they, uh, he hasn't been great in fantasy, but he, he's, he's been efficient to turn things around. It looks like right for fantasy. He's not been good, but real life, yeah. he's been extremely efficient. He does not turn the ball over at all either. Yeah. No, I mean, so uh, I, like I said, the next two of the next three weeks, Derek Carr should be on your streaming radar. Absolutely should yep. be. So, hey, so there you go. Hopefully we, we helped. You can always, you know, tweet us individually. Uh, you can tweet at the NFL Fantasy handle, though, uh, you know, you might be waiting a little bit longer. You're, you're better off trying to hit us up individually uh, on Twitter.com. So there you go. That's it. We are done. We appreciate you downloading and listening. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, if you want to know how quickly you can get ready, try oversleeping. See you on Friday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.